greater than x. What's up, everybody? Welcome to The Extra Mile. This is the tag-along podcast to the Xbox Drive, where we dive deep into the games that you care about most. Of course, I'm one of your hosts, the man on the moose, Ryan Turford. I'm joined, as always, by the pants man himself, Mr. Sean Capri. Sean, how's it going tonight? Well, well, not not always, Ryan. I haven't been on one of these review kind of conversations in a little while, and I'm I feel feel a little nervous i feel like i haven't done this in so long but uh man good to be here are we is this the xbox drive is it the playstation drive i don't know what we're doing well so fun fact this is an xbox drive production that will be appearing on the xbox drive and the playstation drive nice um, because tonight's topic or this morning's topic if in case you're probably watching this in the morning is Mm -hmm. psychonauts 2 this is our review of psychonauts 2 which appears on both xbox one xbox series x and s as well as PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5. So we're going to put it on both feeds since it makes more sense. Makes so in sense. case you're wondering, you know, why, why you're hearing Ryan and Sean instead of Ryan and Matt on the PlayStation Drive feed, that is why. But, you know, it's all good. So, of course, wanted to say before we get into things here, huge shout out to our friends over at Xbox Canada who actually provided us a copy of the game for the purposes of review. Obviously, we always want to throw that out there, you know, whenever we do a review like this. So Psychonauts 2 is a game that, I actually did a preview of about a month ago. Mm-hmm. Um, it appeared on both feeds, just like this extra mile is. And I did like a half an hour, like almost like PowerPoint presentation on like, you know, why I enjoyed <laughs> kind of the preview mm-hmm. of Psychonauts 2 and kind of the first like three or four hours of the game and kind of what I thought about it. And this time around, um, I wanted to bring in Sean because first of all, Sean's new to Psychonauts. Like you've played the first one, but you I don't think you ever finished it, right? Not even like, honestly, I wouldn't even really count it as having played it. Like, I know what the control scheme was. I played the first couple hours. I got the sense of like the collectathon, maybe kind of nature of it and some of the mm-hmm. powers and, and a little bit of the setting, a little bit of the background story, that kind of thing. But I never finished it. Uh, so, yeah, I think I'm, I'm sort of playing the role of that person who's never really doesn't really know a whole heck of a lot about Psychonauts, which I think is most of the people watching or listening to this as well. Oh, yeah, exactly, because I'm definitely in the minority here because, I mean, I've played the first one, but I know that there's also people out there who, is also, who have also played the PlayStation VR, yeah. um, like kind of in between game, the Rhombus of Ruin, and I haven't played that either. So, mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. we but we learned all about that with this game, which we'll get into in a little bit here. So um, obviously we want to go through kind of the story, um, our experience with the game and whatnot. Um, so, Sean, to kind of start things off proper, we should talk a little bit about the issue that we kind of ran into with the game. Yeah, obviously we want to set expectations as to how far we went in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually managed to finish the game before the this review. But, Sean, you were unable to. Yeah. Uh, so quickly outline just what happened with your experience with Psychonauts 2. Yeah, yeah, and definitely, and this is going to be obviously a, a spoiler-free um, review of the game. But yeah, I ran into an issue, I don't know, what would you say, about halfway through? I think I may be, uh, maybe you're halfway. Say, you're like about a third of the way Oh, through. snap, not even halfway. Okay, so that, that kind of puts into context here. But I am unable to um, progress any further into the game because I hit a snag where I actually didn't even know it was a bug until... Yep playing through this this one part uh in a casino level it was um man i was probably playing for a couple hours before i finally hit you up ryan and say like this is where i'm at um is this a bug like i i mm-hmm. can't tell if i just don't know what the puzzle is here or what but um yeah i ended up talking to you and like luckily you know i've actually told the story to a couple people ryan where i'm like i was talking to ryan about this situation and you know i'm i'm 
messaging, messaging, messaging. And then all of a sudden you like hit me up with, well, here's my gameplay clip. And it's like, of course, Ryan Turford does a gameplay clip of that, that exact part. Right. Yeah. So then I emailed, you know, the Xbox PR team, which they are amazing to get back to me so quickly with this to say like, yes, this is a known bug, um, which only happens if you like complete one of these like half brain puzzles, which maybe we'll get into and also die before reaching whatever point I was at. And it's like this super specific thing that makes me just think about, man, I'm so glad I don't make games because yeah. it was such a specific thing that I had done to trigger this bug that was make it unable for me to um, really close out this puzzle that I was trying to solve to progress it to the next thing. So um, I will be playing more of this game after the day one patch, which I am sure will, this was a known issue. So the, the patch should be taking yeah. care of that. So you guys will hear more from me on the regular, the Xbox drive uh, kind of episode, but I do feel like I have at least a, a couple, I, I don't know. I think I've played maybe between five and eight hours or something like that. I, th- I think yeah. the, the, the clock on it is, I never really know with some of these yeah. game clocks. Well, fu- I mean, I'm glad you brought that up because I actually have my exact clock on my phone of how long it oh, took wow. me to finish the game. 15 hours and okay. 52 minutes was how long it yeah. took me to beat the game from start to finish. Um, that includes the, uh, now mind you, a little bit of that at the beginning of the game was a little bit faster for me this time around because I did play the preview, oh, yeah. which was mm-hmm. the first three hours. So mm-hmm. I kind of already knew what I was doing in those, in those areas. Whereas, um, Sean, you can attest to it a little bit. There's a, a big puzzle focus in some of yeah. that, those areas. And like, there's a, some trial and error that, that takes place. So, um, I got through that a little bit quicker than normal. Yeah. Um, so I would say your mileage might vary, but I'd say, you know, 15 to 20 hours, I'd say is probably mm-hmm. a safe bet mm-hmm. for most people with, with this game, um, which I think is, is pretty serviceable anyways. It's definitely totally. longer than the first game. The first yeah. game you can finish in like, five to ten hours it's a very short experience on well then, original well then xbox. Why, why don't we start there ryan in terms of like how this game kind of compares to the first game in terms of maybe like quality or your just the presentation of it what and maybe like talking a little bit about how it started as a kickstarter this was a bit of a cult classic kind of thing now yeah. backed obviously by microsoft as well like to me and i'll maybe i'll just kind of kick things off and only having played the first couple of hours in the first sure. one I, I played the first one just not too long ago. It was, it was kicked off on Game Pass. Everybody was thinking Psychonauts 2 was going to launch day and date on like E3 or something like that. And so I was playing that thinking, you know, it felt like a small game. It felt like an indie game. It felt like the art, art style, which looks very creative, looks like almost like a Tim Burton type of thing. But mm-hmm. like it looks like it was held back by dollars rather than like a purely creative choice where this one was Sequinauts too. It's like, it's got all the sheen and polish that you would expect from a, a more, more budget going into the game. But with that creative kind of quirk to it, which I think is a much better combination this time around than it was the first one. I was very distracted by the art style and presentation in the first time. But now it's like it seems like this is what the creators really had in mind and didn't feel it didn't feel like they were held back by anything. Yeah, you can definitely tell the budget was thrown at this game, yeah, Sean. Yeah. Like the money was thrown at the screen because uh-huh. it is definitely a big step up, not just from Psychonauts 1, but just anything we've seen from Double Any Fine, Double Fine. Mm-hmm. period game like i think that it's a huge step up for them with, with this game um because i mean their last game um like they've mostly done like smaller indie style games yeah for this uh, and i and tim schaefer has been on the record saying that a lot of that has been due to the budget of some of the games where they couldn't really make them too long because it would you know cost too much money to kind of develop stuff like that right so uh, it w- that's why i thought it was really interesting with the runtime like how long it takes to, to play this game and i'm like not, i'm not even like halfway done all of the optional content that's right. in the game too so you could spend a lot more time with the game 
then I, I I was able to uh, during the review period. So mm-hmm. um, and I, I think, think like you want to, to go back, like you you feel compelled because I I sometimes I'll, I'll finish off an area or something. I'm like I I do want to go back. I want to go collect yeah. all the things. I want to put the half brains together. I want to go make sure I'm collecting all the stuff that allows me to just level up my my abilities and everything. Like that's a huge yeah. huge part of that is I feel like the power ups, the telekinesis, the setting things on fire, the the mental connections. It's almost it almost sometimes feels like there's one where I can't remember what it's called, Ryan, where you're, you're uh, connect mental connections, I think is what yeah, it's mental called. Connection, yeah. Yeah. So there's like little clouds in the sky and you can kind of like almost like Spider-Man from one to the next, just like Daisy chain these things together um, to traverse and also solve puzzles. It's actually one of the things I was stuck on is you're supposed to connect the one thought to another. And that, that should have triggered the puzzle that I had, but it's very fun, man. Is these, these power-ups are, they feel good to acquire and to upgrade almost. I mean, it's, it's hard not to talk about or even consider like a Ratchet and Clank when playing yeah. this kind of game, you know? Definitely. It even has like kind of like the same weapon wheel that you go right. to to kind of select the different psychic powers and you essentially assign them to one of the four four buttons on your controller essentially right. and you're you're swapping between them all the time especially when you get some of the to some of the later game puzzles where you have to kind of swap between all your powers and use them in a bunch of different ways like even mm-hmm. clairvoyance which allows you to kind of see through the eyes of another enemy you're yep. like when would i ever use this in combat yeah like yeah and, and then you find the game actually finds a way to actually incorporate that in which i thought was like super cool like i love the way the powers were incorporated this time around because psychonauts one a lot of these powers were also in that game too right and and you earn them uh a little bit later on from the section that you had played in sean mm-hmm. but i just don't think they were like as well implemented in this game like i think um the development of both the the combat and the powers and even just traversal just is uh, just all took a, a step up this time around yeah. with this game like it felt from the instant i picked up the controller this time around with psychonauts 2 sean it really it just felt like such a such a, a fun more fluid and tight experience than yeah. it was from from Psychonauts 1. Like, it yeah. felt just like a huge step up. And I mean, you know, game development's changed a long way, but even Double Fine, I think, has just really improved ever since those days. But they haven't well, really get, done a game like this since then. Like, this is kind of their first yeah. foray back into platforming. Because, mm-hmm. like, their la- most of their last games, like Broken Age and stuff like that, are, like, more point-and-click style games. Like, the yeah. la- I think the last one we had that with, like, a lot of combat from Double Fine... Um, like a lot of action combat was something like Brutal Legend. Brutal Legend. I think it was probably the last time we saw something of this scale from mm-hmm. Double Fine. Yep. Yeah. And I mean, man, there's so much to unpack here. I, I think like you do a really good job, Brian, of kind of like laying the land of like what what the hell is Psychonauts 2? Like, um, you know, I think we're talking a lot about the production of it. Um, but like what what is it? How would you describe like for because because what I want to actually get into here eventually is like Raz as a character who is the protagonist is who you play as. Like I am totally in love with this this character. <laughs> I think he is amazing. Voice actor is is uh, is incredible. Um, but yeah, like Psychonauts is a weird word. It doesn't roll off the tongue. A lot of people don't know what this franchise is even all about. Very um, psychedelic. Very uh, has something to do with brains. Um, yep. But yeah, why don't you take it from there, dude? So. Here's a quick story synopsis for those that haven't played it. And um, the the story in Psychonauts 2 takes place pretty shortly after the end of Psychonauts 1. Right. So uh, it's a pretty quick journey. I think it's only like maybe a week between Mm -hmm. the end of the first game and the second game. So in the first Psychonauts, in case anyone hasn't played it, because it's important to set a little bit of context here. So Raz, a.k.a. Rasputin, the main character that you play as, um, he essentially escapes from the circus, which is where his family all kind of lives. (laughs) They live life on the road in the circus as like circus performers. Um, And he goes and uh, runs off to this camp 
that was ba- that's basically trained to, to train soldiers called psychonauts. Mm-hmm. And psychonauts were, are, are almost like this secret agency that essentially is sent in to basically um, use their psychic powers to go inside the minds of people in order to stop crimes from happening mm-hmm. or um, try and save the world or other things that, you know, secret agencies do kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, so in the first game, Raz is trying to get kind of uh, earn his like different badges for all of the different powers that he's mastering, like pyrokinesis and all of his different psychic powers to eventually give him the, the promotion to psychonaut and be, yeah. join the psychonauts agency. So yeah, he's like a wannabe kid. Like it's this cool organization that he has been idolizing for a long time. And he just wants, in. he wants a chance to prove himself. And it seems like there's maybe something special about him that, that he can actually earn his way in. But yeah, it's this like you're, it's this I, I want to be there and everybody's like ah you don't got what it takes kid and there's a lot of attitude and people kind of like give him the short shift uh throughout the the first game and certainly carries over into this as well so at the end of the first game essentially he's given his badge yep. to join the psychonauts yeah. after completing the training <laughs> however <laughs> at the beginning of psychonauts 2 he learns that in fact the person who gave him the badge wasn't authorized to give him the no. badge. So <laughs> he basically so is basically pleads with uh, agent uh, um, Hollister. I think her name is. Yeah. And she, she basically is like kind of the, the, the intern head of the psychonauts at that time Yeah. For, to, for a position in the psychonauts. And she's like, okay, we'll put you in the intern program. And she oh slaps a little, a little intern it's, badge on him. Dude, it's the perfect sequel solution. You know, like if you've yeah. ever kind of had this before where you like, um, where you have like a sequel and it's like this, person should be powered up everything should have been taken care of by now but it's like it makes it perfect for if you've played the first game then it makes sense in sort of like this weird wacky just irreverent kind of way and if you if if you haven't then like it, it feels like a new game anyways like you had to be taken down a step or two basically and they did for in sure. such a tim schaefer kind of way yeah exactly so real quick while we're on this topic sean we got a question about psychonauts we because we did put out a call for questions and uh of course we got one on discord so i wanted oh, wow. to actually bring this in so um i don't know how to say this name correctly but i'm going to do my best not to butcher it sean so it's okay uh, l-i-c datas or d-a-d-a-s i, I don't really know how you actually, like rod how you're smith or something this. like that it, it's like datas i, I don't it. know how to say it. okay but it okay. doesn't matter so they asked the question Will I get more out of the experience if I played the original Psychonauts oh. game first? So one of the things I really liked about this game, for those that hadn't played the first game, the second you boot up the game, it gives you a really good five-minute video that basically mm-hmm. explains everything you need to know from the first game and Rhombus of Ruin for, before you even start playing the game. Yeah. Which I yeah. think, and it does a really good job as someone who played the first Psychonauts of explaining basically all the stuff you really needed to know. The one thing that right. I will say that you will be missing out on um, if you didn't play the first game is there are some little nods and other moments throughout the game that kind of reference other events that happened in the first game that mm-hmm. were kind of mentioned in the intro movie. So yeah. just be aware you won't get the full context of everything if you don't play the first one, because I think that it's there to kind of, you know, reward people who had played the first game, obviously. Right. Right, But I don't feel like I'm missing anything, Ryan. Like that's basically been my experience as I was able to kind of stitch together the couple hours I played to the first one with that movie. And then going to this one, it's like, it doesn't feel like I've missed anything. I get the gist of it. And really the thing that you you need to know going into this is just that it's, it's a really, it's a really witty game, really well-written, really well-put together. The the puzzles I think are really well done. Um, Yeah. So I think that there's like this, under underspoken uh wit to it it's really really intelligent and i mean that makes sense given the brainy sort of nature of it all but i think it's yeah yeah i think that it all kind of like comes together really nicely at least for the again this is all with 
I, everything I'm saying, I'm not going to keep repeating this, but this is all with the part that I've experienced. Yeah, absolutely. And, and and again, it's someone who's played through the whole game. I can tell you that for the most part, it kind of, you know, focuses on its own story. Yeah. Beyond the point that you played at. So, I mean, yeah. at that point, you really don't need a lot of prior knowledge from, mm-hmm. from kind of the beginning. Like, it's more just in the beginning, the section that you have played, where it references a lot more stuff that happened in the first and second, and uh, right. first game and then the Rhombus of Ruin. So, mm-hmm. yeah, for the most part, I, I would say anyone who's new to Psychonauts, don't feel bad, just jump into it. I think you're going to have a, a great time. So, yeah, the story goes in a lot of interesting directions. Again, I don't want to spoil a lot of it because right, I think... We'll, we'll kind of halt it there, yeah. Mainly because I think one of the best things about Psychonauts 2 is the story. Yeah. I actually think the story is really well written. It's really well done and it, mm-hmm. in kind of that Tim Schafer double fine style. And it's got a lot of humor in it as well. Like again, not all the jokes really land, but I've, I've always felt that way about every one of Tin's games. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I really love the quirkiness and the goofiness. Mm-hmm. I love learning about all the different characters, especially the other interns in the group with Raz. Or, yes. Or, I thought were really interesting. Group, man. Yeah, definitely. These bratty kind of kids, everybody's got their own attitudes. My phone just fell out of my pocket. I'm so excited about all this. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so glad you brought that up, dude. Yeah, and I think kind of the overarching plot I think is actually really interesting as well and and kind of presents this like greater mystery that you kind of unpeel kind of along the way as you play through the game. So Mm -hmm. I I do think the story is one of the best reasons about it, which is why like when I did the preview event, um, I I had made it kind of a personal point on the video, for example, not to show any of the gameplay that I captured from it because I didn't want to spoil anything for people because like it's not just the story that I thought was really interesting um, and, and worth spoiling, but also... So some of the levels, Sean, are like really inventive because, yeah. um, again, the whole point of Psychonauts is you're going into people's brains mm-hmm. to kind of, you know, solve mysteries and stuff like that. And each person's brain is different and kind of reflects what the psyche of that particular character is kind of going through at that time. Yeah. Um, and each one of them is like super unique from each other mm-hmm. and different. Like um, for the first one, the first brain you go to, which is like in like this dentist brain. So there's like teeth stuff everywhere <laughs> yeah. um, or, or the second brain, which is in like this casino mm-hmm. um, and that's kind of where you had kind of left off. And then I don't spoil the rest of them. Cause those two are also in the trailers as well. If you've right. ever seen a trailer from the game. And that's really it. Like the, the tr- this trailer does a really good job. Very just quick corpse of just like the different variety. Like this is not just, you're not going to be looking over the shoulder of, of Raz the entire time. Like sometimes it'll jet out to like a side scrolling kind of view and different, you know, like I said, you're going to be kind of jumping from almost like a, like a Spider-Man kind of jump from a uh, mental connection to a mental connection. A lot of different just points there, man. And yeah, very, very on point, very on brand. It all makes sense, you know, cause mm-hmm. it's like a dream. It's like going from one brain to another. It just doesn't really make sense, but it all still kind of like, fits within the world dude i totally agree yeah plus as the psyche of the the person whose brain you're in kind of changes as you go along it also affects kind of the level design too which right I, I thought was really neat yeah very un- like you, you think you're solving a problem and then all of a sudden like kind of all heck breaks loose so yeah very very yeah. cool I even love some of the, the visual tricks they use as well. Um, like sometimes you'll be running through um, and everything seems like normal, but then you'll run, walk up to a door, but that leads to a completely different area and it oh, loads yeah. instantaneously. Like there's no loading times or anything like that, except for when you're mm-hmm. going in and out of a brain, essentially is right. when the loading kind of happens in this. Yep. And it's like, one second on xbox Mm -hmm. on series x so it's just like you're just zooming through all these areas um and it really reminded me of like some of the dimensional stuff that was in ratchet and clank rift apart because i I just played that recently um and how it was like taking advantage of the the playstation 5's loading capability but i thought that that's going through some of the areas in the brains were like 
just as interesting or kind of crazy to look at that, that, that you're like, man, I can't believe this is an actual game that I'm playing mm-hmm. where it's loading different areas that quickly. Yeah. Um, so that's what it kind of really reminded me of is going through the rifts and, and Ratchet and Clank. Yeah. Um, going through some of the, sort of the plane or, or I love like even in one of the very first areas how like you're walking down the hallway and just how like the hallway like zooms oh, and, yeah. do, and does the zoom thing like you see in movies all the time. Um, so there's certain tricks like that they employ throughout the game that I thought were really interesting. Also, I love kind of the use of color in a lot of areas as oh, well. Yeah. Um, I thought it's a very pretty game to look at. And I love kind of the full use of color uh, in some of the areas I thought was were just really cool without again spoiling anything yeah well right what about like the like there is a -a collect-a-thon kind of nature to it it almost seems like one of the there's little squigglies that you're picking up all over the place like figments i think they're called um and there is almost an infinite amount of these things it's almost like korok seeds from uh, from breath of the wild not quite as as numerous i don't think anyways um but they do play a role in you leveling up your character and advancing your your powers and everything like that talk to me a little bit about the um, the collectathon that is presented here. So there's a lot of collectibles in this game. So each <laughs> level can have between 50 to 250 figments in it. Yeah. Combined with, um, you've also got suitcases yep. that also have tags that you need to find that go okay. along with them. Pause on this one for a little bit because these are great. These are either yeah. different bags that are around here and they call baggage, which brings emotional me to another point. baggage. Everything, everything in the game has some sort of like really cool linkage to, like some sort of emotion or it's a lot like inside out in that way. The, the Pixar movie, like everything has some sort yeah. of linkage. Like they're like the, a lot of the enemies are like their bad thoughts or their, there's all these different things Like the baggage yeah. that we're talking about now is uh, yeah. Emotional baggage, which can be like a purse or a luggage or a suitcase or something that you have to pair up with a tag that you're finding from somewhere else. So I just like, I was actually more enthralled with just like the, the naming conventions of these and how it's like, Oh, that's a, that's a, cool little like throw throw in uh from some sort of like psychology class you might have taken at some point and they throw it into this into this game in a very cool fun quirky kind of way and also a bit of a um a bit of a nod to just mental health in general which i think we've also kind of like skipped over a little bit definitely a warning or a a disclaimer at the start that says that this field this this tackles some pretty heavy themes and hopefully in a lighthearted but also you know straightforward kind of way um seems like a bit of a i don't know if this gets more into it in the end of the game ryan but like seems Mm -hmm. like a bit of a commentary on just mental health and maybe a very timely game as that has become a, a real important cause over the last couple of years yeah, it doesn't definitely gets more into it towards the end of the game, for sure. Yeah. Um, there are some later sections that, again, I don't want to spoil for anyone because I think they're really interesting and tackle some difficult subject matter as well. But I think yeah. it, it challenged it in a in a respectful way. Like, I don't mm. think that anything feels kind of out of place here or uh, any jokes no. that are really taken too far or anything like that. I feel like the developers did the kind of uh, like ha- approached everything kind of the right way. So mm-hmm. um, but it def- there are definitely some heavy themes towards the end of the game with some of the, the characters that um I wasn't expecting to find in a game like this in particular because mm-hmm. um, you didn't really exp- they didn't really explore a lot of this in the first game. Um, so that was a little surprising to me, but I, surprising in a good way, I think. Right. Um, yeah. It, yeah. It's important to talk about this stuff. So, yeah, I, I think the, the the game's themes are great. I love the the story and the, the level design, and everything else. The enemies, like you, you said, I love how they um, really represent like bad thoughts or yeah. um, sensors you know, things weighing guys you like down stamping all over like the that. place mm-hmm. yeah um and getting back to collectibles there 
there's just a ton more collectibles as well, Sean, yeah. because there's also like memory vaults that basically yep. teach you more about, you know, something that that maybe is troubling the, the person whose mind you're in mm-hmm. um, or, or giving you some more backstory on that character, which I thought w- they were like really interesting to pick up um, as well as you've got half a brain where essentially if you stick the two halves of brains together, you get an extra uh, life bar, essentially. Yeah. Um, an extra brain, essentially, yep. as you will. Um, so, yeah, I, I think all the collectibles were interesting, but there's there's so many to collect, though, Sean. It's just I don't know if I have it in, in me to go and collect everything in this game. Probably it not. But it's all optional. Like, totally. in fact, yeah, exactly. Um, you get some rewards for collecting stuff like you um, you will level Raz as you go, um, which really the only thing it affects is that it gives you extra skill points that you yeah. can put into your psychic abilities and mm-hmm. make them stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say, though, I wish I had known ahead of time um, about some of the powers because um, some of them will give you transportational abilities to get to other areas of yes. the map that you wouldn't yep. be able to get to without them. And if you don't read through all of the skill tree tooltips ahead of time, you're going to miss them. And then yeah, you're going to well be kicking said. yourself later when you don't have enough points to get them. Yeah. Um, like uh, like the one I would say like to for, for anyone who's starting out is the, the levitation oh, and one, yeah. uh, mental connection mm-hmm. are the two that I would say to kind of like focus on first because mental connection when you level it all up, you'll be able to uh, access kind of the dark thoughts <laughs> yeah. which are these like uh, darker bubbles and then levitation. You'll get an ability to bounce your levitational ball, which essentially uh, Raz can ride around on and it's almost like his sprint into the game um, right. and you can use it to get to high, like higher up areas. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, well said, man. What do you think about the like, difficulty wise? I think this is a pretty easy game. Pretty, uh, I don't know if I want to blend the word accessible with that sort of thing, but definitely you can. It's approachable. I think players of all of all abilities will be able to uh, to tackle this game. Yeah, honestly, what it really reminds me of is like Mario Odyssey difficulty or something yeah. like that. Like I, I think, sure. especially with like the combat and the the bosses. Yeah, completely basic. Yeah. Yeah, especially like it was very Nintendo-esque, especially like with some of the bosses. It's like do this thing three times and you kill right. the boss. Of course. Kind of thing. Yeah. Just like Mario is kind of like that, too. Mm-hmm. So that, that's how I would kind of equate the, the difficulty of this game. But there's lots of difficulty levels as well. So mm-hmm. if you're finding the games too hard, you can, um, you know, put it to easy. And if you want yeah. to make it really hard on yourself, you can go completely in the other direction, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's no real fault against you if you just want i just played it on normal because i mean i usually play every game on normal and didn't really have a problem with it i died a few times um but for the most part deaths were not many i did in this game so yeah i think it's definitely approachable for all ages i do think though i don't know how many children are real like small children are going to want to play a game like this because of how of some of the subject matter or how weird it can get yeah, you're right. It, it is a kind of a weird thing that it's, I guess, just for everybody, but not, not really for kids. But maybe I mean, maybe it is. Maybe it's like sort of like a like a DreamWorks kind of thing, like where there's jokes, there's things that adults will get. And maybe like for anybody else who doesn't get it, then like, who cares? And you just kind of like play around with it. But there's some some maybe weird visuals that might be a little off off putting to some of the younger audiences. But yeah, it definitely looks and play, feels like it might be for the younger folks. But mm, I, don't, I wouldn't say it's designed for them. Yeah, for sure. So then there's one other thing I wanted to touch on uh, because we are running short on time, Sean, but I wanted to make sure we cover this real quick. Sure. That I haven't mentioned yet, and and it's about a part in the game that you haven't gotten to yet. This is not a spoiler or anything like that, but I have to mention it here because we are kind of reviewing the game as a whole. Mm -hmm. Um, So the game is fairly linear throughout the first third of the game, basically up until the end of where you're kind of Oh, does it open up? But it becomes an open world game 
at that after that point because you essentially okay. leave the mother lobe, yeah. which is kind of the the main psychonauts headquarters, mother and you lobe. go out into the open world. Yeah. And you even go back to even the area where the first psychonauts game actually takes place in. You know, in the oh, open I world. love it. Okay, so. It becomes this big open world game and there's a whole ton of side quests to do um, if you want to do them to help out some of the other uh, members, uh, either of the Psychonauts or um, some other members you fight, find alongside in the wilderness. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I will say the, my one criticism about this is that um, the open world was a little bit tough to navigate because it gives you these maps, but they're not really super helpful and yeah, being able to tell where you're going. Right? Like, is it because is that why it's kind of like, yeah, you go into the notebook Mm-hmm. And and it's like because um, the motherlobe map actually makes a lot of sense if you look at it, but right. the ones in like the the outside world areas don't make a lot of sense. Like they're kind of hard to navigate. They don't oh, show you where you are on the map, and then that's you don't exactly. have a mini map. You're looking at a piece of paper. Like that's that's the idea. Yeah, exactly. So I think it makes it a little bit hard to navigate. So you're going to probably run around in circles for a little bit. But mm-hmm. once you kind of learn where everything is, it's OK. Um, but that's kind of how the rest of the game kind of progresses beyond yeah. kind of the first third of the game, which I thought was uh, was not something I was expecting, because, again, the first game was not an open world game either. Mm-hmm. Like it was very linear. So I wasn't expecting it, it to turn into this giant open world experience. And you can also ha- like tackle some things in out of order as well, which I thought was interesting oh, really as well. Cool. Um, because of the open world nature of it. So. They should have, they should have like, like had like a sponsored part of the game where it's like the open world part is brought to you by Microsoft. Like this, this is where the money went to, to really take it to the next level. My, I mean, this is not necessarily a criticism of the design of the game or the game itself. Really, it's just, I wish there was really any game that does this is going to get this knock for me is I want to manually manage my saves is a yep. huge, huge thing. It's, I mean, it's small, but it, it has impacted my ability to progress in the game by, by a big amount. Anytime that it's like, trust the autosave, it's like, it's going to make me a little bit nervous. So there's only one yep. save. You pick your slot, and it's going to like save it uh, along the way. And I think that's impacted you in the end game situation as well, Ryan. It did. I actually managed to, to fix it because oh, okay. uh, we had talked about this before we had started recording, but basically my save reset somehow to the beginning of the game. Yeah. My end game save. Uh, so because I went to go maybe go um, play it on Series S and I was like, oh, maybe I'll play it on Series S because I hadn't had a chance to try it there yet. Mm. And uh, it uh, basically reset my save. So I actually managed to uh, keep my Series X offline, copy my saved uh, that seemed to be intact to a usb drive copied it to the series x s and then it fixed it and then it uploaded that version to the cloud because it because it also uploaded my save the the corrupted save to the cloud in in place of the save that should be there which of course is bad so it was just like i was very lucky to be able to kind of you know save it in time before it synced it to the server and pulled the new save down i wonder if i could have done something like that okay anyways irrelevant Really, probably. Yeah. Okay. It doesn't matter. So the main thing is to watch out for your saves. But they're, they're, the game gives you three different slaves, save slots from the beginning, so you can definitely um, use multiple save slots. Yeah. But at the same time, you can't multiple save. Like, uh, sorry, manually save, which is right. a bit of a problem. Uh, right. So well. anyway, mostly positive, right? I would say. Like, yeah. like I really – and the fact that it's on Game Pass is just such a huge, huge get for those of us playing on Xbox. Um, and again, having played, what, a third, maybe 40% of the game – I, I would totally buy this game. Like, I think it's yeah. really, really fun, really charming. I, I think it's 
different than anybody has is expecting. I think it's better than what most people are, are expecting in a lot of ways. Um, and new, just very, very fresh feeling. And yeah, this yeah. is a this is a shining star in the summer here as summer kind of ends. And I, I think it is going to get a lot of chatter as the the end of the year kind of comes. Uh, comes to pass here i don't know if i'm really yeah. quite ready to be i haven't played enough of it to say like i think this is in the running for game of the year for me but i am hearing that from from some other people yeah. i don't know if you're along those lines ryan in terms of like an overall recommendation yeah actually this is uh, i was already pretty high off of it after yeah. the, the the preview um before before the preview i was like you know i was like yeah it'll be it'll be cool when it comes out i don't know sure. how i'm excited about Same. it mm-hmm. i am for it but as soon as i played the preview i was like this this feels like a really special game, and I think I'm really going to dig the final product. And I loved it. Yeah, I, I thought that the full product was great. It, again, it it has some problems as well. For example, there is some trial and error with the puzzles. Yeah. Um. And again, the open world doesn't make um like it's a little bit tough to navigate. But for the most part, I love this game. It's yeah. one of my favorite games I have played this year. Like mm-hmm. it's definitely in my top three so far. Nice. And uh, I'm just super excited for other people to get a chance to p- try it and get their hands on it and and go through Raz's adventures, especially for anyone who's, you know, didn't play the first one. I think this is a great place to start. If you mm-hmm. played the first one, I think you're going to really dig it as well. And I think it's a huge step up from Double Fight as well. In fact, um, I had a thought as we kind of round things out, Sean, is that I know a lot of people have been saying for years that Double Fine should do Banjo-Kazooie. Yeah. And before playing this game, I was yep. definitely in the camp that maybe they shouldn't because they've never done a game like Banjo-Kazooie before. Mm-hmm. But this felt like they probably it could have been a Banjo-Kazooie yeah. game and yep. it would have been awesome. Yeah. So... My first thought would have been like the controls, which I think they've nailed on this game. It feels really, really good because I've said the I've been I've long since talked about like, why is everybody so excited about the double fine acquisition? This is why like this is absolutely this is a fully realized vision that they've that they did not have to hold back or compromise. I don't think on really anything doesn't feel that way, certainly. But then also, yeah, like there's a lot of humor and a lot of wit in Banjo-Kazooie, a lot of that rare, that old school kind of like British humor. Uh, I think that it would be really interesting to see that team tackle this. And uh, yeah, just in closing too, I would, if I'm going to make a recommendation, uh, once you start playing the game is talk to all the NPCs, everybody who's going to yep. like introduce you to like a little mini game that you're going to do or something like they're all that gave me big time Grim Fandango. And there's probably uh, uh, some sort of game in the, in the double fine history or Tim Schafer, uh, legacy that it will give you flashbacks of that it's like that's really some of the special moments of they give you this there's one also quick one-liner and then go at it it's so good there's also some great callbacks to some past tim schaefer games yeah. in this game as well yeah that you'll see later on in the story so the casino yeah, level I can't wait especially gave me yeah grim fandango kind of kind of vibes for sure <laughs> Definitely. All right. So that kind of rounds out what we thought about Psychonauts 2. But if you're watching on YouTube, what do you think? Let us oh. know in the comments below. Um, and we'd love to hear from you and find out kind of what what you're excited to know about. If you have any questions about the game, um, you can either leave them in the YouTube comments and I will come answer them, provided, of course, that I'm not spoiling the story for you. Um, but also you can hit me up on Twitter at Ryan Turford. Sean, where can people find you on Twitter? You can find me on Twitter at Sean Capri, Sean like Connery, Capri like the pants. You can also find all of the shows that we do on Twitter and Instagram. You meet Capri's with an S because some jerk faces took the, the you be Capri on all those things. It was you, wasn't it? John? Uh, maybe once upon a time. And I forgot the password and I had to create new things. That's not, a, not a true statement. Um, but man, such a good game. I can't wait to play more of it. It's a busy, busy time of year with Game Pass and everything, but highly, highly recommend uh, this game to everybody who's listening for sure. 
Absolutely. So for Sean Capri, I'm Ryan Turford. This has been the Extra Mile Review of Psychonauts 2, and we out. Bye. Oh, crap. I forgot that we do this thing at the end of the game. We usually just play the game. Boy, I forgot. It's like...